I know the format's a little bit different today, but I think that's how I feel about things. Format's a little different. Did you hear that song that was just sang? Do you, you have the sense at times that God's against you? He's always, when it, if we're his, he's always for us. And sometimes being for us means to be torn down. Is to be torn down. Um, I received a letter, uh, uh, something from in, in my email. And I got, it, it was from Lil. It was toward the end of my sojourn here in, in the last couple of months, or actually it's been a month. And um, I found out that I had this stuff and Dr. Briney was there at the doctor with me and he and Dr. Bonner and all, they, they, they got it straightened out in terms of what was happening. And they encouraged me both because I was having trouble thinking and uh, putting things together. It just hit me kind of like all of a sudden. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. But uh, many of you probably had this experience because Pat said he had had that experience. The doctor said he had had that experience. All the nurses <laughs> said they had had that experience. And it's to varying degrees. They don't, you don't know exactly when it's going to unfold and all of that. I think I've had the unfolding of it this week earlier because I was, I'd been trying to calculate certain things like my age. <laughs> and I, I would do it and then I'd have to do it again and have to, I mean, cloudy, cloudy. And I'm not used to that, especially in mathematics. So, but all of a sudden, uh, this last week early I was looking over at a I like Sudoku when, I, when, when I'm wanting to relax for a few minutes I'll play a Sudoku and I hadn't been able to do that I mean it was mysterious where everything went and I wondered where and what and whatever you know I didn't feel settled with it and all of a sudden I had a sense of clarity and I started working on the Sudoku and in just a few minutes I had that thing whooped it's like something came on, like a light came on. And so I knew that, you know, I was progressing pretty, pretty well and, and that uh, things were going to be okay. But I felt that things were going to be okay anyhow, except I didn't realize what was going on, of course. I didn't. And uh, it's not all about me, but it, it does affect you because I'm your pastor. And the Lord was working your pastor over. He wrote, it was, that was a working over and he used that on me. And I thought I'd kind of share a little bit this morning how he did use that on me. Um, you know, all of us, all of us, we need to be moving along spiritually, shouldn't we? Shouldn't I be advancing spiritually all the way along the line from immaturity to in the image of Christ. Isn't that the whole idea that, that 
we can represent Christ well in the world and ably and, novel, and, and knowledgeably. But uh, you don't always realize that when it's happening. Um, I knew something was wrong because I had made a determination I was going to write up a document, a, foreign, a, a biblical doctrine, important biblical doctrine. And I was going to put it in more today's terms, maybe you might put it. And um, as I was writing it up, I kept getting resistance. And I thought, well, this has come from Satan. But then I began to realize, no, this, this isn't coming from Satan. This is coming from the Lord. He's not pleased with what's coming out of my thoughts. He's not pleased with what's behind my heart. And, uh, but it, but I, wasn't observe, I wasn't recognizing that right away. But after I got hit with this COVID, I began to, right in the middle of irrationalities or, or brain cloudedness on the other way, other things, it began to clear up just on the issue of I'm, I'm wanting, Brian, I want your attention. And the attention was, uh, well, the, the attention that he wanted me to have was, uh, what's, who are you now? What's your motivation for what you're doing? Where are you coming from at this time in your life for me? And I realized, you know, there's a lot of shortcomings here. Now, you say, well, it's, all from the past or all occurring as and being developed. But uh, this is in our life as, as we as each one of us as a Christian, the Lord is taking us from A to B. And sometimes he has to knock soup out of us to get past certain, certain portions. But he's working in a positive way. He's our shield. He's our protection. He's the one guiding. He's the one moving us to where he wants us to be. And I want to be, don't you? I'm going to say that this. Who in here, including myself, especially myself, is willing to say, okay, Lord, your way. Your way. What you want. The way you want it. There's not many of us. I realized that I was having resistance to, in the issues of what he wanted and how he wanted it. And, had, and he had come to a crisis that God wanted me on the other side of that frame of mind than what it was before. And I, it became very plain to me. Uh, uh, this little, this dear lady that I have honestly haven't appreciated. I've got to appreciate every single individual here. I've got to appreciate you. I've got to love you. I've got to realize your value. And that's one of the things that happens is we we put people in categories and line them up in. Levels of significance, perhaps. 
And pastoral people can't do that. We really can't. I remember a person left our church says, well, Brian, you can't get close to him. Well, people can, but everybody needs to have the same rights in that area. And the Lord will, will work through your life. You don't have to have the wisdom. You don't have to have all that. What you have to have is closeness to the Lord and his feelings toward people. You've got to be in connection with his feelings towards people. And uh, definitely I, I had a shortcoming in that area without necessarily realizing it. And it wasn't pleasing to God. It says, uh, here's, here's Lil's little letter. She said, dear pre- preacher, you know, she went through the COVID. She went through it like a soldier. Did you know that? She was tough. Strong. And she went through this, a lot of suffering. A lot of abandonment of anybody to help her out. And sir, at certain times, not, not, every, not everybody and everywhere, but too much of it. Too much lack from me. I didn't necessarily have to physically be there, but I needed to spend more connection. Because we got ways of doing that nowadays, you know. <laughs> but she said, dear preacher, praying for you. Hope you're be healing better. Doing all that is right and good for your healing. God bless you. I wrote a, I wrote a letter to the entire congregation from that. I said, I said, dear brethren, dear brethren, my experience causes me to appreciate and empathize with, with what so many of you warriors have gone through that I had not adequately appreciated. I got my licking. Okay. The Lord took a and gave me a licking. But the Lord has used it to help me grow and make me stronger. He has touched me both physically and spiritually and really worked me, challenged me to take a closer look at at what my heart really is toward him at this time and toward my ministry. It's given me a blessed revival. Pray that it will get bigger and better in all of us. Wouldn't it be wonderful if each and every one of us here really gave our our hearts and our lives to Christ according to his desires rather than mine. According to the pattern that he wants to exercise rather than the way I want to be. What if that happened? And that's what God wants of our church. That's what he wants out of my life. He wants that out of every one of our, doesn't he? That's what he's striving for. A people called by his name, ready to do his will, his way. 
especially just before the coming of Christ, should he, whether he is or whether we're just about to face clearly a great crisis as Christians now in doing the will of God. Because when we do it his way, we're doing it in his power. There's great fruit out of that. Greater than we can ever imagine for ourselves. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, this, I'm almost done. But there is a um, passage that, that God used and brought me to in the middle of this. And that was in Zechariah. He brought me over to Zechariah chapter 10. I, I'm sorry, chapter 13, uh, verse Verse 1. No, I'm not going to make a big, long sermon out of it. I just want to share my heart with you that the Lord put on my heart and asked me to do this morning. It's always tough for me to just jump up extemporaneous, whatever that word is, extraneously. But that's what he wants out of us today. He wants something to occur in me, and it's occurring. And he wants something that's occurring in you so that when we leave, we're more at the point where we're usable to God. We're submitted to God for his purpose. Rather than the Christian who basically wants to do it our own way. I don't know what he wants out of you. I've got a better idea what he wants out of me. (laughs) In the change of my heart and attitude and availability for whatever, wherever, whenever. That's the only thing that's going to make a mark in the preparation of his coming. Let me see here. Whatever the Lord has for you, honeys, he is going to, he's going to give you the very best. Period. If you have husbands and children on down the road, he's got that figured out. And he's got that taken care of. Follow him. Trust him. Do it his way. Or there's going to be marks and scratches. And Well, we heard a young lady stand up here this morning and talk about all that happened in her life. Oh, how we must have love for her. And, and look what it's brought of love in her her life for us. But here's the, uh, and you know, I was sitting back thinking, you know, she probably doesn't have good development in her doctrines of the scriptures on this theology and on that theology. But for whatever comes, whatever is needful and coming next, the Lord got it ready for her. Right? 
Well, look at this passage. In that day, in that day, what day? It's talking here about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to set up his kingdom. And of course, this happening is going to occur before Christ actually comes, but the Antichrist is going to be seated as best I can understand. And there's going to be a general reviving and gathering and empowering, certifying Israel for being at the principal institution that's going to be satisfying and fulfilling the the Jewish dominance of the millennial. You understand? They're going to have... This is talking about having a... No, what did he call it here? The, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles is going to be from the beginning of the millennial reign all the way through. It's the joyous presentation of all the blessings of God and promises of God. You, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a, a joyful thing, except for so many people that are going to resist doing and being what God wants them to be. The Egyptians coming, the other nations coming, they're going to resist this. And they're going to suffer plagues. Hmm? They're going to suffer awful things. Isn't it? Ain't we hard-headed? Aren't we hard-headed? Dr. Briney, we learned, we learned that they're going to be hard-headed during that time. We're hard-headed now. And it doesn't pay off. But the, the Lord, the day of the Lord cometh. Let me see if I could um, get a previous verse that would help us in the context. Well, what, it was, what it's doing is telling about the time when Christ comes and breaks the heart of the Jewish people brings them to him during the tribulation period he's going to bring Israel to himself. There's going to be as in a day the whole nation of Israel is going to be saved. That's my understanding of it. And and it says it this way and it shall come to pass in that day listen that day we've got to be thinking of that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. I will pour upon the house of David, upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplication. This, this is in verse 9 and 10, there in chapter 12. And they shall look upon me, me, whom they have pierced. They're going to have a throwback of what Israel did to their, their Savior and their King. And, their, and it says, and they shall mourn for Him as one mourneth for his only Son and shall be bitterness for Him as one that is in bitterness for His firstborn you know how hard it is 
to lose that little one. They're going to appreciate Christ in that way. And it says, in that day, there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem. Their hearts are going to be broken about the issues that occurred generations ago. As the morning of Hadrodin in the valley of Megadon, and the land shall mourn every family, every family apart. In other words, the families are not going to gather together. They're going to separate apart during this time. And it says the family of the house of David apart from other families. The family of the house of Nathan apart and their wives apart. See, that's why I'm saying they're, they're not just separating apart from these family to family, but, but within families they're getting a focus of the issues of God's ministry and work in their hearts, bringing them back in preparation for His coming. The Israelites, they're going to they're come to Christ. The Jewish people. And it's, a, and it's going to cost them deeply during that time. And the family of the house of Levi apart, their wives apart. So you're looking at the religious groups, you're looking at the, the, the groups of, of, of governmental leaders. All of the institutions of Israel now that's going to be necessary to stand with Christ in the ceremonies of the millennial reign. And then it says, all the families that remain, every family apart, their wives apart. This is going to be a, the entire nation of Israel at that time, in that day. And folks, I don't think we're far from that. And, but listen, listen to this verse, because this is where the Lord did to me. Here's where he did his primary work on my life, my thoughts and my heart. It says, in that day there shall be a fountain open in the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Now how many of you have read that verse before? Maybe? Well, let me ask you this question. In that day there shall be a fountain open in the house of David. Now that means they're going to get cleansed. What was, what, was a, what was a fountain back in the days of the rituals? Well, I'll, I'll tell you in just a minute. And to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, whatever it is, it's an important instrument, an element of getting people prepared for God's use. In that period, in that day. And it says in the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. I've read this, I don't know how many times, but I have overran and overlooked the term uncleanness. But the Lord took me to it and it stymied me. Sin and uncleanness. What's the idea there, Douglas? See? 
It's profound, really, because this is what the Lord was beating my heart and my mind and everything, and emphasizing his unhappiness with me. It had to do with uncleanness. You'll find now quite a few notes <laughs> that's about uncleanness in the Bible. Reading of the of content that, has, that deals with uncleanness. And the ceremonial uncleanness and, the, and, the, and just the emphasis of the idea of uncleanness and purifying. Purifying. If you're unclean, there has to be a purifying. Well, what is the uncleanness? See, it was what one of the, the emphasis to, that I think the Lord has given to me, and I know he has, is the idea of ceremonial cleanness, getting something qualified to be able to carry out a function of worship in God's house or in the fields or wherever. You see, understand? If you touch something dead, you were unclean. God couldn't use you. He couldn't use you in, in rituals and you couldn't go into certain places and, and so forth. You understand? The idea of unclean then is not ceremonially qualified to be used of God. Huh? So what is the issue of sin here? That's our salvation. We've been cleansed from the sin that condemns us to hell. But what about our useful life to God? Hmm? What about our useful life to God? Are we cleansed? Is our life such that God can take us and say, okay, I can use you here. See, that applies to our life daily and our commitment to Christ, doesn't it? Are we cleansed? That means, are we in the frame of mind? Have we get, gotten our life adjusted to what God wants it to be in order to use us the way he wants us to be used, the way he wants me to be available to him and function for him? We're glad you joined us for our services here at Mission Boulevard Baptist Church. We look forward to having you join us again online, but you are always welcome to personally attend any of our services at the Mission Boulevard Baptist Church here in Fayetteville, Arkansas.